0: I don't know about you, but when I reach a big milestone, maybe it's a milestone birthday, maybe it's just the end of the year or the start of something new, it causes me to take a moment to sit back and reflect. And this past week was my 30th birthday, and I wanted to share with you guys 30 lessons that I've learned in my 30 years of life. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Get Empowered Podcast. My name is Erica Vishkalis and I am a mindset mentor, personal development junkie, holistic health advocate, and lover of all things spiritual. At the Get Empowered Podcast, I'm here to help you overcome limitations, step into your power, and create your dream life. I've spent the last several years healing my mind, body, and soul, and have learned so much along the way. From healing trauma to navigating a sober lifestyle and learning how to step into my personal power, it has been transformational. If you're looking to heal, to be inspired, to up-level your life, and to become the most empowered version of yourself, you've come to the right place. I created this podcast to help you know you are worthy of rewriting your story, to help you navigate your own empowerment journey. You are worthy of living your most authentic, aligned, and inspired life, and I can help you get there. Whether you are diving deep into personal development or just need a weekly pick-me-up, I've got you covered. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I cannot wait to transform together. Let's get empowered. Welcome to the Get Empowered Podcast. Your host, Erica here. And this week, I'm going to be sharing 30 lessons that I have learned in the past 30 years as this week was my 30th birthday. And I'm so excited to share these with you. First, what am I grateful for? Well, I'm grateful to have made it another year. I'm grateful to be starting a new decade. I am someone, I'm actually excited to age as of right now. I mean, if I think too far into the future, it freaks me out, but I'm not someone that's like mourning my twenties. Like I've only heard amazing things about your thirties. And I feel like every year I'm stepping more into myself and I am now past my Saturn return. God fucking bless. So I'm really excited to see what 30 brings. You know, it potentially is going to be a really big year for me i may be getting married this year we haven't decided that yet but i just know that there's going to be a lot of beautiful and amazing things and i'm really excited so i am that's what i'm grateful for is just another year on this planet i don't want to take any day or any year for granted so i'm really i'm just excited to see what this new decade of my life brings. And what am I currently loving? So it is December, obviously, and we put up our Christmas decor. As you can see, if you're on the YouTube, you see my little tree in the back. I did put a tree in my office because I spent so much time in my office. I wanted to make it feel a little bit like the holidays. And I just love the glow of Christmas lights. Like we have a tree, we have, um, I got these like led candles to put on our mantle. Love them. Love them, especially because Kyle and I have kind of gone down the candle rabbit hole and how bad they are for you. So I was excited to get like battery operated candles and especially at night, like they look really nice. With just the Christmas tree and like other Christmas decorations. It's just so nostalgic. I love this time of year. It makes my heart so happy. So that is what I'm currently loving. As you heard in the intro this week, I'm going to be sharing 30 lessons that I've learned in the last 30 years in honor of my birthday. And I wanted to break it up into a couple different categories. So we're going to be talking about health, wealth, mental health, career, relationships, and spirituality, because I was thinking, how do I just share 30 random lessons? I thought it'd be fun to do, and some may be repetitive, because I'm sure I've talked about them on the podcast, but I thought it'd be fun to just break them down, and some I may elaborate on, some not so much, because with 30 lessons, it could be a little long, and I don't want to keep you guys here forever, but I'm really excited to share, and maybe you guys will learn something new, maybe you'll get some value out of it. Um, I always like learning what other people, like the lessons other people have been through maybe can help me, you know, going forward. So let's first talk about health, which is just so timely right now, because health has been a huge priority for me. As you guys know, I've been on like my health journey for a while now, and I'm finally into a routine that feels really good. I don't know if I shared this last week on the podcast, I don't remember, but I did do um, the in-body machine at my gym recently for my three week update. I should have waited another week. Um, I actually should have waited to do it this weekend at the time of the recording, but I forgot. So, you know, that's okay. But I was so grateful to see progress and to see like, increase in muscle, decrease in fat. And it just also helped me to analyze like the body composition versus just the number on the scale. I can think that can be a bit intimidating. So I've been very much in a health journey. I'm loving my current routine. It's been fun. It's been something I feel like I can stick to. So let's dive into my first five lessons that I would say I learned in health. So the first one is learn how to cook, like learn how to cook At minimum, the basics. So a lot of times people ask me about like my eating. What do I eat? Um, How do I cook things like meal prepping? Because I do tend to do a lot of meal prepping, especially when I'm on my game. And like with this progress I've made in the gym, I have been doing a lot of meal prepping. And let me tell you, I am basic as fuck. I am so basic when it comes to my cooking because I'm not a bad cook per se. And like, thankfully, Kyle likes my cooking, but I'm not like super extravagant. I'm not like the best with spices, but learning the basics of how to cook and how to pair things is really important. And I'm grateful that my future father-in-law is a chef, so he has also taught me things along the way. But honestly, especially if you're wanting to live a healthy lifestyle, if you know how to cook veggies and how to cook meat and how to cook like a potato or rice, you're good to fucking go. Maybe I'm boring, but that's like really the staple meat veggie some sort of carb source and i really i love it so learn how to cook i think it's a good skill set to have also homemade is almost always going to be healthier than going out to eat because you don't really know what's in the food fast food is typically not good for you so learn how to cook okay lesson number one lesson number two lift weights especially for women, lifting weights is so important. And that doesn't mean that it needs to be like super heavy. Just some sort of weightlifting is so important. It helps to boost longevity. So if you want to live a long life, Weightlifting is super helpful. And one of those reasons is because as you age, our muscle mass typically will go down. Like we will have a decrease in muscle mass and it's a lot more likely that you're gonna be injured if you aren't like strong, especially core stability. So, and especially women, it also helps with bone density and you wanna start young. I mean, one of my things I'm so grateful for, like I love lifting and part of that was from sports, right? Like I did some lifting when I was an athlete in high school, But I also watched my mom lift growing up. Like I watched her do, now They it was mostly dumbbell workouts, right? Like Jerry Love, she loved Jerry Love. Um, She would do those workout DVDs in our living room all the time. And honestly, I'm so glad I saw my mother set an example of lifting weights because for me, it was never... A weird thing i know a lot of women um can be a little insecure about lifting weights because maybe they don't know what to do or they don't feel comfortable or they don't want to look like a man one we don't have enough testosterone to look like dudes so you don't need to worry about that two it's so good for us it is so good for us especially um, if you have a history of osteoporosis in your family which i do so i'm really happy that i lift weights and honestly with my current progress it obviously does something for my personal body Right, I know that I am someone that my body responds really well to uh lifting weights also the more muscle you have, the higher your metabolism so second one lift weights um and again, it doesn't have to be super heavy. it can be like heavy weights, low reps or low weight, high reps. It doesn't fucking matter. it can be five pound dumbbell or it could be I saw at my class the other day some dude back squatted three seventy five And I was proud of my 175. And then I look over and I'm like, you're squatting 200 pounds more than me. Holy shit. All right, cool. Whatever. Good talk. Um, I mean, it was really cool to see though, right? So it doesn't need to be super heavy. Just challenge yourself. And it's just an amazing way to stay fit. And it's not like you have to do it every day, a couple times a week, like three times a week, lift weights, 10 out of 10 recommend. Okay. This is, I didn't know where to put this one in, but I'm going to put in the health category. Avoid substances. If you have an addictive personality. Like, honestly, it's not a shock that I struggle with alcohol because I have an addictive personality. And I know that. It's why I struggle with food. It's why I struggle, honestly, with like social media a little bit. I wouldn't say I'm like addicted, but I get caught in the scroll. Like I am someone that needs that dopamine hit. And so if you have an addictive personality, like 10 out of 10, recommend avoiding substances because it can be so easy to fall into abuse. Now, going into that, also, you do not need substances to have fun. I know I'm gonna have a whole episode talking about success tips for Dry January because I know a lot of people like to start the new year um, doing a Dry January, or maybe you're sober curious or just want to reset after the holidays. I know a lot of people like to do that. Um, But one of the things that I had like such a big misconception around was that I needed substances to have fun, like alcohol. And I'm putting alcohol in this category. Like, what do you mean I can't drink? I'm not gonna be able to have fun if I don't drink or I'm going to be awkward at this social function if I don't drink, whatever the case may be. I know that was one of the biggest things I was worried about when I was starting my sobriety journey, right? So, this is just to remind you you do not need substances to have fun. And I'll be honest like, yes, sometimes I look back at those crazy college memories and I'm like, damn, that was a good fucking time. But at the same time, I love waking up feeling my normal self. I love waking up refreshed. I love remembering everything that happened the night before. I love not fucking embarrassing myself. So, You do not need substances to have fun. And I actually very clearly remember going to a concert with some friends pretty early into my sobriety. And I like, as an adult, I hadn't been to a concert without drinking. And I was like, is it going to be weird to like go to this concert with people that like I am friends with, but it's not like I hung out with them a ton. I was like, is this going to be weird? And then I was like, fuck it. You don't need alcohol to have fun. You will be fine. So this is my reminder that truly like I have never been happier being sober. And so this is my just like little plug for sobriety. I think it's a great way to live. I mean, if you are someone that can do moderation, go for it. I just know I can't. And so that's, again, going back to number three, avoid substances if you have an addictive personality. But number four is you do not need substances to have fun. It is just not necessary. Now, my last one for the health category is find non-workout ways to stay active and keep it fun. So what I mean by this is, don't get me wrong. I love to work out, but I also think having activities that you like to do that keep you active is really important. So that could be cycling, that could be skiing, that could be hiking, that could be riding horses or riding dirt bikes or whatever, like whatever it is, hunting, especially like out here, like hunting involves a lot of hiking, like do things that make you happy. Maybe it's dance. Maybe do like a dance class, like whatever the case may be for you. I just highly recommend finding some sort of activity that is going to keep your body moving and not stagnant that you enjoy because you are more likely to stick with something if you enjoy it. Also, I know for me, as someone who loves to ski, as someone who loves to to uh, hike and camp, I get a lot of motivation from Knowing that if I keep my body strong and healthy, I'm going to be able to do these activities that I enjoy much better. So those are my first five for health. So learn how to cook, lift weights, avoid substances. If you have an addictive personality, Uh, you don't need substances to have fun and find non-workout ways to stay active. The next category is the wealth category. And I'll just be very honest with you. This is something I've had to learn so much about over the last 30 years. I feel like really the last couple of years, I'm still learning how to manage my finances the best way possible and what works for me. And there's so many different opinions, okay? Like everyone has like different opinions on the best way to manage your wealth. And let me tell you, or to like maintain wealth or to even obtain wealth, right? I'm not perfect at this. This for me is something I'm still learning. I'm still working through. I'm still trying to improve upon. But here's what I've learned so far. Okay. So the first lesson is start your retirement as early as possible. And a small amount is better than no amount. So even if you are 20 years old, open up, I think it would be like a Roth IRA. I'm not a hundred percent sure on what all the options are. Um, but open up a Roth IRA. And even if you can set aside a hundred bucks a month to put in your Roth at 20 years old, at 18 years old, it is fucking worth it. Start early as possible. Okay. Because honestly, this is me being a skeptic. I do not think that we are going to have social security by the time I'm fucking 80. Okay. Like I am not counting on the government. You need to be as self-reliant as possible. And I'm really grateful that I have had a 401k for a while now. And I'm grateful that, um, I was able to start. I mean, I didn't start super early, but I did start earlier than, you know, I know others do. So start your retirement as early as possible. And now this is a learn this lesson for me, because this is where I have been a dumbass in my life. Avoid credit card debt. It is not smart to get into debt with a credit card. And I know, especially right now, like a lot of people are talking about over consumerism. A lot of people are talking about like with the holidays, excessive spending and just like this need for instant gratification. And I know I've been someone that's been there. Like I've gotten a credit card debt, I, I've i paid off credit card debt, I've gotten into credit card debt, it's hard. And it can be hard to maintain, like life just throws shit at you, right? But my biggest recommendation is to not get into credit card debt But if you want to have a credit card, because I do recommend having a credit card if you can use it wisely, is treat your credit card like a debit card. And what I mean by that is don't think of, oh, I will pay this later. Imagine that it is leaving your bank account then and there. And so one thing I do for that, and I have not been as good about it the past couple months, I'll be honest with you. But what really has worked well for me in the past is paying it every week, like every single week, putting a payment onto my card. Now, if you get paid, I mean, I get paid biweekly. So that's what I've been doing more is every time I get a check, I'll like put money on my card or whatever for, cause I use it for gas, for groceries, like whatever the case may be, because credit is a lot more secure than debit. Okay. But you don't want to get into debt. So you want to make sure you aren't overspending, but avoid credit card debt. Like consumer debt can be a killer. And I think it's one of the reasons why a lot of people struggle financially in today's day and age. And I'm not saying credit cards are bad because they aren't inherently bad, but they are very easy to fall into that rabbit hole. So avoid credit card debt as much as possible. Okay. So another thing I've done, because my financial plan was looking at how do I increase savings? How do I increase my investing? How do I get out of debt, blah, blah, blah. So when it comes to savings, I was really bad at saving, like very bad at saving. So what I did is I just started automatically putting a percentage of my paycheck into savings. So I would automatically take out a percentage of your paycheck and put into savings and put it into investing. So for me, I have a certain amount that automatically goes into my 401k. And then I have a certain amount that automatically goes into my savings account. And I do have a separate checking and savings. I know some people don't do that. Some people like to keep it all in one place. But if you automatically take a percentage out, I see it as like paying myself in advance because then like I don't really touch my savings unless I need to, um, and it's helped me to build savings without even really thinking about it because I'm not I don't have that money in my checking right. So I really recommend automating. A lot of a lot of um, employers will allow you to automate your pay, automate a certain amount to go into your savings versus your uh, credit or sorry, your debit, not debit, automate a percentage of your money going into savings versus checking. It has helped me so, so much. Okay. So this is kind of tying into a further one. My fourth one is avoid loans and payments as often as possible. Like avoid it. I know like student loans for most people are unavoidable and I get it. I've been there. I have student loans, but also like the student loans have caused me so much stress and drama and I'm very thankful I don't have a car payment. I'm thankful I don't have like a lot of loans out. Okay. But I will tell you right now that not having a car payment is a huge, huge thing in my life that has been so incredibly helpful. And when you're able to do that, it just like frees up money. Okay. Like it just makes you have more money available to you. And I know not everyone can avoid it. Like I have student loans. Okay. Like I was not able to pay for college as I went. Um, and I... I mean, I did have a job in college, but I wasn't actively trying to pay for it. It was more like paying for my life while I was in college versus the college itself, which probably is stupid sounding as, you know, now 30. But that's what that's what I was doing at fucking 18 years old. So if you are 18, avoid loans, avoid payments. You do not want to add debt because, like I was saying, consumer debt is so fucking high. So many people cannot afford an emergency. It's honestly terrifying. And I get it. I've been there. And, like, you just want to make sure that you are setting yourself up well. And, honestly, I feel like every payment is just added stress. So I try to pay things in cash or pay things in full when possible, like, fuck payments, Okay? My last one for this wealth category, and it is so fucking simple, but I think especially nowadays, like I was talking about earlier with the over consumer culture, with the instant gratification culture, is to make sure you are living below your means. Most people, in my opinion, myself included in the past, that have been in debt are in debt because they are living well above their means. Like if you, and this is what I mean when I say treat your credit or treat your credit like a debit. One of the reasons, in my opinion, that we are in the financial situation in America that we are in is because so many people are living well above their means. So my last tip for this wealth category is living below your means. And it sounds so fucking simple, but it is so easy to get caught up in the consumer culture, the overconsumption culture, the um, instant gratification culture. And trust me, I have been, I've been a part of that culture. Okay. I have been guilty of that just as much as the next person, right? But it is so important to live below your means because that is how you can be like strong financially. And there's no need to keep up with the Joneses. And I think that is one of the biggest things social media has done to harm us because I, I know there was keeping up with the Joneses before social media, but it wasn't as in your face. And you weren't seeing random influencers from random parts of the world tell you the next product you had to have. Like you don't fucking have to have it. Okay. So here are my five again, really quick for wealth. Start retirement as early as possible. Avoid credit card debt. Um, use it like a debit card automatically take out a percentage of your income for saving and investing, avoid loans and payments when you're able to, and live below your fucking means. Okay. So those are my biggest like wealth tips. So this next category is mental. And I put that as like mental health or just things for your mind. Right? So the first one is do not be scared to ask for help. Like I've been with the same therapist for gosh, I think it's like seven Years, like six to seven years at this point. And let me tell you, I started seeing him when I was in a pretty low fucking place. And I started seeing him because my mom was like, You need help. I can tell you're not well. Let's find you a therapist. And I was seeing a therapist in undergrad, just when I moved out to Montana for grad school, I stopped because obviously I was seeing someone through my undergrad. So, she was like, we need to find you a therapist out there ASAP. And it was a big life change. So I did need it. it. I understand why I needed it, right? But do not be scared to ask for help. There is literally zero fucking shame in asking for help and for knowing that you need to see someone. And to be quite honest, I think everyone needs a therapist. So there's also no fucking shame around it. There is literally no shame. I think every single person in this world should see a therapist because life is a fucking lot. And it's so nice to have someone outside of yourself to help you process all the things that life is going to throw at you. Okay. So this might be a controversial hot take, but I'm just going to be blunt. Time does not fucking heal all wounds. Okay. You can work through it. You can lessen the trigger, lessen the emotional response, but that does not necessarily mean that it's going to heal. Because let me tell you, I have worked through a lot of triggers. Like I am very good now with people that I was not fucking good with before at all. Right. But I still get like, I still am affected by the things that have happened in my life. I'm still affected by the various traumas I've had just because the triggers have lessened doesn't mean I'm like stamp of approval. You're all healed now. I mean, to be quite honest, I've seen my therapist for a while now. Right. Like I just said, but the big theme of my therapy still comes up in so many different ways all the the time. And that doesn't mean like, oh, the therapy isn't working. No, it's fucking working because I'm a lot less emotionally responsive. I don't get triggered as easily, but I still, I still struggle with these things and that is okay. Okay. But like, just know that time does not necessarily heal all wounds. You have to work through it. Like you have to do the intentional work. Okay. So that's like kind of my point is you can't just ignore it and be like, well, in 20 years, I'm not going to care anymore. In a year, I'm not going to care anymore. I mean, you might not, but I highly recommend actively working through the situation versus just assuming that time will heal the situation. So a bit of a different track here, read, read as often as, as you can, read a variety of authors and types of books. I really recommend reading. I mean, it is huge in child development and I don't think that stops. Like, I think as an adult, it's really good for us to read. And I know for me, I can't really explain why, but it is so much better for my brain to read a book versus watch a TV show. I mean, right now I'm listening to a book on audio tape that is literally, it's either a TV series or a movie and I am probably going to watch the Netflix series or whatever it is on Netflix. I know there's something on Netflix with it. Um, But I'm glad I'm reading the book first or listening to the book, I should say. And listening is fine too. You don't necessarily have to physically read it, but I highly recommend books. (laughs) I recommend books. Um, It's really good for the noggin. So playing off of that is listen or read to viewpoints that are different from your own. I think that getting stuck in an echo chamber and only learning from people that you know think like you and who you know talk like you and act like you and have the same viewpoints as you is really fucking boring. I think it's really good to listen and to read things that would be normally outside of your wheelhouse or who you disagree with. I mean, hot take. This might upset people. I don't care. I read Candace Owens' book Blackout, and that was controversial. I had people being like, You shouldn't fucking read this book, blah, blah, blah. I understand. I'm not like the biggest Candace Owens fan. Like, I'm kind of neutral about her. I think she says a lot of stupid shit, but I also, there's some stuff she said I agree with. Um, But I really thought her book was interesting, especially like one of my biggest pet peeves is white women telling people of color how to feel and act. Like, who the fuck am I to know what that experience has been? Whether That person of color is a Democrat or a Republican, like I still cannot relate to their experience as a white fucking woman. So I'm going to sit down and shut the fuck up because, you know, I can't, I don't know what it's been like for them. But that's why I recommend to read and to listen to viewpoints that are different from your own. And that doesn't mean necessarily someone you disagree with per se, but. Like I was just saying, it was interesting reading a book from someone who was a person of color, or is a person of color, excuse me, because I was able to get a viewpoint that I would not have inherently had on my own because I'm not a person of color. Just like reading male authors versus female authors, like are typically gonna have different perspectives, different viewpoints or reading books from people from different political opinions or different generations, even like different generations think differently. So I just highly recommend to reading or listening to things that are from different uh, viewpoints because it allows you to expand your mind. And one of the things that just kills me nowadays in our culture is I feel like we can no longer just have open discussions that are interesting. Like if you disagree with someone, it's like just shut down completely now. And I hate that for us as a society. I really hate that okay so my last thing for this mental category and this was actually the topic of my first ever podcast episode and that is life happens for you not to you life happens for you not to you i say this a lot on the podcast but i actually don't think i've talked about it recently and you know, the past couple years for me specifically, I've had a lot of challenges thrown my way and I've had to remind myself that all that happened for me, it happened for a reason. I may not know that reason, but I can take these tough moments and I can use it to grow and I can use it to better myself. And having that mindset, I think is very, very helpful. And honestly, it just puts you above the rest because if you're just sulking about shit, not going the way you wanted, like that's not helpful at all. So That's that. To recap the mindset or the mental category, my five tips are don't be scared to ask for help. Time does not heal all wounds. You have to work through it. Read a variety of books as often as you can. Listen. And then the fourth one is listen or read about viewpoints that are different from your own. And five, life happens for you, not to you. That is a huge mindset shift that I highly recommend people try to adopt if you can. Now, this next category is going to be career. And I've had a lot of career changes lately. I will always recommend U-Turn by Ashley Stahl. It's an amazing book. I have a couple podcast episodes on it at this point. So if you're like in a career crisis, start there. Read U-Turn, Ashley Stahl. It's fucking incredible. Now, what are my five tips? So the first one for career is going to be be a sponge. So what does that mean? That means learn from your environment, learn from those around you, take the time, to sit down and maybe sit with someone maybe be a mentee if possible if you're able to have an official mentor i'm really lucky i've had official mentors in my life but i learned this when i was actually in college as a student athletic trainer i think one of the reasons i was able to be more successful as an athletic trainer in the time i was officially in like college athletics was because i was a sponge for years i just learned from those i looked up to i learned from those around me both the hard skills and the soft skills. And just being a sponge from those you admire and those who are more knowledgeable than you is really important. You can learn a lot just through observing, just through observation. You don't necessarily need official like, this is me giving you information that I have. It can be just like observing. So be a sponge to those that you admire is my first tip. My second tip is be willing to fucking hustle. Be willing to work hard. And I'm saying this to you, but I also like Oh, Erica, I needed that fucking reminder today, to be quite honest. And don't get me wrong, I am still someone that believes that our energy comes and goes. We like, especially women, I think it's best to be more cyclical. But I also think it's very valuable to know you may have periods of your life where you just need to fucking grind, you need to hustle, you need to get shit done. Okay. And be willing, especially if you're new in a career field. To work those long hours, work those shitty jobs. I mean, one of the biggest things that I think we struggle with as a society, especially in the younger generation, and I'm not shitting on them per se, but like we need to remember no one owes you shit just because you got a college degree doesn't mean you necessarily know how to do the job. You have to work your way up just like when I started over in insurance, I knew that I started like bottom of the totem pole and I was gonna have to work my way up and learn and prove myself and maybe work longer hours or put more effort in if I wanted to grow. Right. So be willing to hustle, be willing to work those long, difficult hours. Okay. So my third tip kind of talking about the fact that I made a career change is don't be scared to pivot. If you realize that you've been doing something that no longer aligns, pivot. And this is where I'm going to recommend that book, Uh, U-Turn by Ashley Stahl, because she can help you do that. And she has a lot of amazing tips. And one of her tips is also the fact that a lot of times people think that they need to completely change careers. And often they just need to change, like they just need to tweak what they're doing. I forget where I heard this. I think it was on a podcast maybe, but there is this woman who she was in some big corporate job, right? And she always wanted to be a teacher, but she was her family's primary breadwinner. She made good money and it would be a huge sacrifice, not only for her, but for her family if she went into teaching instead of staying in this like corporate nine to five. So, um her mentor or whomever was like well why don 't you how can you apply this to what you're already doing?" So she ended up just switching to the training department at the company she was already at, and she just excelled she completely accelerated in her career because she was doing something she was passionate about and what she was already good at and so this is definitely more of a pivot in my own life." But I went from treating the athletic injuries to now paying for the athletic injuries, essentially. And so I had to pivot. And it was very scary. It was very scary to pivot. But this is my reminder. It can be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And I highly recommend it. So if you're in like a rut or if you're struggling, don't be scared to pivot. And that doesn't mean that you need to change whole careers. Maybe it's just changing the physical job. Maybe... Let's say you're in medical sales and you hate your company. Just go try to get another medical sales job somewhere else. Maybe you need to move. Maybe you just like, need to get into a new atmosphere. I don't know. But do not be scared to make a change and to pivot if necessary. So this is also something I'm really grateful I had. Um, shout out to athletic training. This is kind of the norm, especially for those who want to be in collegiate athletic training was, is working a lot of different places. Like if you know my story, you know I went from undergrad to grad to internship to fellowship to full-time job. So that was like, I was in four different states in four years. It was a lot. Okay. But I got a variety of experiences and I learned from a variety of people. And that was such a beautiful thing and so helpful. And so I don't think it matters what career you're in. Try to get a variety of experiences. Now, I will say, though, I love the company I'm at right now. I would really like to stay for. I don't know, as long as they'll have me as of right now. So I'm like, if I want to stay, how can I maybe grow within the company? How can I maybe pivot within the company or um, get promoted, whether that's lateral or horizontal? You know, like, am I moving up the ladder? Or am I just jumping to a different ladder within that company? I don't know. But do not be scared to get a variety of experiences because all these experiences can help you in ways you may not even realize at the time. And now my last tip, and this is going to be my biggest one for this career category, is fucking network. Network. I will say this till I am blue in the fucking face. Network. It is not who you are. It's who you know. And that might sound bad, but I don't fucking care. Because let me tell you, almost every single job I've gotten, it's because I knew someone who knew someone who knew someone. How did I end up at the University of Montana? Because my mentor at the time knew the person that ran that program. And he was like, I really trust her. She taught me everything I know. I didn't go to that school because it wasn't a thing at the time. But if she's running it, I know it's going to be good. You should look into it. Went to Montana. It changed my fucking life. Right? How did I get my job that I'm currently at? I wouldn't say it's how I got the job, but I know for a fact that my job knew contacts, that were on my resume and new places or people at different places that I worked. And especially in collegiate athletics, it is a small fucking world. It is a small world. Network, 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 network within your industry, within other industries, within parallel industries, because you never know re- what relationship network, whether it is within your industry, within parallel industries, whatever the case might be, because you never know Who could be the next door? Like, who could lead you to the next open door? You never know who may know someone that knows someone that knows someone that, like, thinks you're perfect for the opportunity, right? Like, our network is one of the most valuable things we have. So, fucking be intentional with networking is what I have to say about that. So, again, recap really quick for my five career tips be a sponge, be willing to hustle and work long hours. Don't be scared to pivot if necessary, get a variety of the experiences and network not fucking work. Please, people, please do not stop networking. Just network. Okay, y'all, we have 10 more tips to wrap up this episode. We have gone through 20 tips so far. We got 10 more. So the next five are going to be in the, like the spirituality category. And actually, if you've not listened to my Catholic to Crystal's episode, that is my most popular episode, which I thought was interesting. Um, but I learned so much and I have been a spiritual person. I would say pretty much my whole life. Like I went from being very Catholic and I'm not anti-Catholic, but I'm just not practicing ap- anymore. I'm more of like a spiritual person, which probably pisses off a lot of people, but whatever. Okay. So my first tip is learn how to identify and listen to your intuition. Listen to your intuition, people. I think one of the best things we can do is learn to trust our own gut, And I'm going to say gut and intuition interchangeably, okay? Because you know, you are your own guru. This could be like a whole nother tip. You are your own guru. Stop relying on everyone else outside of yourself. You know yourself best. And for me, and this isn't for everyone. Look up your human design. This will help you. But for me, if it's not a hell yes, it is a fuck no if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. If it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. Okay. So, I mean, that's been one of the biggest things with wedding planning is I'm like, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. I mean, on one hand, I just know the vibe I want. I have a vibe. I have a vibe. But like, I've never necessarily pictured like, it needs to be this time of year at this place at this location. Like I have several ideas, but I'm like, oh, all of these would be pretty. All these would be cool. I would love all of these. That's okay. But if it's not a hell yes, it needs to be hell no. And that is one of the first ways I learned to trust my intuition and trust my gut. And it is a game changer when you learn to listen to your intuition. I'm a big believer that the universe guides us in the ways we're meant to go. Okay. So the next one is find spiritual practices that work for you. Like I mentioned, I used to be Catholic, and there's a lot of things about the Catholic Church I actually love. Like, maybe I'm weird. Maybe it's just because I like structure, but I love learning about the saints. I love like the fact that saints can intercede for you. I love the stations of the cross. I don't know. I just always love them. I love the rosary. I love all the apparitions of Mary. Like speaking of Mary, my birthday is on the feast day of our lady Guadalupe. And I just like, love that, but find the spiritual practices for you. And That work for you and for me catholicism didn't really work for me anymore even though i respect so much about it and like the history there and like the culture there and like there's a lot i love about it there is but those specific practices of like religion or spirituality did not work for me anymore and that's when i pivoted more into like mindfulness and um meditation and like all these little tools that i use right but finding spiritual practices that work for you, not necessarily that, and it doesn't have to be what you grew up with. It doesn't have to be what you've always known. Okay. Like you are allowed to branch out, which goes into our next tip. Our third tip is it is okay to look at different belief systems. Hot fucking take. It is okay to look at different belief systems. You do not need to do the same religion or be a part of the same religion or same like spiritual practice that your parents or your grandparents or your sister or your brother or your neighbor does. Like, you don't fucking have to, okay? Like, you are allowed to look at different spiritual belief systems. I mean, I will never forget. This is one of the reasons why I was like, fuck this shit to the Catholic church. No offense. Sorry to all my Catholic friends out there. But I remember I was uh, living with some friends in college who were very, very Catholic, and I love them dearly, so this is no hate to them, but they were out of town. They were out of town for, like, some retreat that I couldn't go on for whatever reason and you know, I was just in my curious stage. I was in my curious life phase. And so I was like, let's take a look. Let's see what like other religions have to offer or what uh, or just like other sects of Christianity. So I went to an Episcopalian service, which is very similar to Catholicism from what I've been told. So I just wanted to check it out. And when I got when they came back, one someone told me like you need to go to confession cuz you missed church this week. Like you didn't get you didn't get communion and like all this shit. And I was like, you do realize that all I did was sit in a building and listen about how living like Jesus, like helps the world. Like it was a great message. It was some generic, great Christian message. I don't know. Like love like Jesus does. I don't know what the fuck it was. I don't remember at this point. It was a long time ago, but I just could not forget the whole, you are not allowed to branch out mindset. And that's just, I don't think that's smart. I think you need to find what works for you. Okay. So that's tip two, but three is it is allowed. It is okay to go look at different belief systems. You are allowed to do that. There is zero problems with like just branching out and seeing what works for you. Okay. Now going into more of my woo woo shit, because we all know I'm a woo woo girly at heart. Okay. If you are feeling stuck, see an energy healer, see a fucking energy healer, get that energy unstuck from your chakras. Okay. Like it has been a game changer for me to work with an energy healer. So this can be Reiki. This can be a lot of different shit. Okay. Just look up someone you trust that, you know, if you want a recommendation for me, Tristan Browning is who I go to look her up on social media. She is incredible. I love her. She's great. I just saw her like last week or the week before. But an energy healer can really help you to get through blocks that maybe you're really like unsure why you have this block. Like I had a couple months ago, I saw her and I did a whole episode about it. But I remember in that, in that period of time, it was something that I'd worked through a lot with my therapist and in my 12-step programs. And I was like, why the fuck am I still struggling with this? Like, why am I still stuck? Energy healing. Sometimes you just need a little woo-woo sprinkle magic help and it helps a lot. Trust me. Now, my last tip, and I'm putting this in the spiritual bucket, but you know, do what you may with it. Astrology and human design can provide guidance for your life. It can. It blows my mind. I'm not saying every moon and everything, whatever. I'm not saying that you need to go super, super down into the rabbit hole of astrology and know everything that's happening in the sky at all times. That's not what I'm saying. But knowing your astrological chart, knowing your human design chart, for me, has been so helpful with like just understanding why I'm the way I am, realizing why Kyle and I communicate the way that we communicate, why I have energy in the way I have energy, especially like human design. And I don't see it as putting you in a box. I see it as really just allowing yourself to understand who you are at a deeper level. So my five tips, let's recap really quick for spirituality. Listen to your intuition find the spiritual practices that work for you. Know that it is okay to look at different belief systems. If you're feeling stuck, see an energy healer and astrology and human design are fucking game changers. So look up your shit and learn it. Okay. So the last category is relationships. And honestly, I feel like I need to talk about this topic more because oh, it's been a huge part of my life, <laughs> especially like, okay, turn 30, looking back at my twenties. One of the main patterns is like relationship up and downs, whether that's romantic, whether that's family or friends or whatever the case may be. Right. So one, my first tip is going to be, this can be again, romantic. This can be friends, whatever. I think it's really important to remember that some people are only meant for a season of your life. Some people are only meant for a season, right? Like I talk sometimes about like ex-boyfriends I've had or friends that have like grown apart from me or even like family relationships that have been strained or maybe have gotten back together or whatever. Some people are only meant for a season of your life. And when you accept that, it brings a lot of healing and a lot of peace like, a lot of healing and a lot of peace, especially when it comes to, like, romantic relationships, because not everyone is meant to be in your life forever. It just doesn't make sense, and that doesn't necessarily make it a waste, though. Like, you don't have to put this, like, huge negative spin on it. Just because it didn't work out doesn't make it this horrible thing, and maybe it was a horrible experience. Like, trust me, my my last relationship definitely fucked me up, okay? Uh, but I'm sure he could say the same thing, right? Like, no one here is perfect, but Uh, when I realized that he was only meant for a season of my life is when I was able to like move on and let go. Right. And like being okay with that. Same for friendships. I mean, I've had so many like friendship breakups that were really hard, but I also realized like they were there in the season of life that they were meant to be there and that is okay. And I got to respect that, but that doesn't like, that doesn't disqualify the time they were in your life. That doesn't make it any less valuable. So just remember that. Um, Okay, so <laughs> this is leaning into a Taylor Swift quote. It just the song always makes me think of it. But my number 2 tip is just remember that you deserve to be someone's like number 1 choice. So in her song "Tolerate It," she basically says you should be celebrated, not tolerated. And let me tell you, I know I have been in relationships, specifically romantic relationships where I was just fucking tolerated. Maybe they had loved me at some point, maybe they celebrated me at some point, but at that point in time, they just were fucking tolerating me. And that is it. And that felt like shit. And it's not worth it to stay with someone like that. And whether again, that can be friendship too. Like if you have a friend that is just treating you like shit or making you feel like shit, like you should not be like in a relationship in any capacity with someone who is just tolerating you. Like it's not worth it. You deserve so much more You deserve so much more than to just be tolerated. So take that quote from Taylor Swift and fucking run with it. I think we all need that reminder. And I wish I had heard that at like 18, right? Okay. Now my third tip or lesson that I learned, whatever, is that the little things become the big things. Okay, so what does that mean? I think a lot of times we overlook the little actions that people may do that bring value to our lives or bring joy or bring peace to our lives. And I just am here to remind you that the little things actually in my opinion, kind of become the big things. So, for example, not to bring up my ex, but we, but we will. Um, that relationship left me with a lot of trauma and increased my abandonment issues. Why? Because he would disappear for fucking days at a time. It still blows my mind. I'm like, what were you doing? Because we were long distance, okay? He would just, like, disappear, just, we could be talking about the fucking weather. He would just disappear. And so one of the things that meant the most to me when Kyle and I started dating is he would call me like every day when he got off work, unless he physically could not. Cause there were some days he couldn't, like maybe he was carpooling with a coworker. He would just shoot me a text, but it meant so much to me, like those daily phone calls, because it was reminding me that I was valuable to him and that I was like, quote, worth it. Okay. And so those little things, it's one of the things I love most about him is just like those little touches of showing that he cares and showing that he's thinking of me. And I know for him, like he could say the same thing about me for little things I do that make him feel supported and loved. So a lot of times it's like those little things that like some people be like, who gives a shit if he calls you when he gets off work? Well, as someone who has a lot of abandonment issues, it means a lot to me. So just roll with it, okay? Now, the fourth, the fourth one, and I've talked about this a lot lately, just with like getting engaged recently. But enjoy the process. Enjoy the process of life. Enjoy the present phase you're in, whether you're dating, whether you're married, whether you're um, engaged, whether you're single as fuck, like whatever the case may be. Enjoy the process and enjoy the phase of life that you're in, because. You can learn so much from each phase. That's why I did my little episode of, like, Erica's eras Tour, right? Because you can learn so much from the different phases of life. And, you know, once they're gone, they're gone. Like, I mean, hopefully, right? I'll never be single again, which is great. Love that for me. But then it's like, okay, did I even enjoy that phase of my life? Like, did I allow myself to enjoy it or was I always worried about the next thing and the next thing and the next thing? And that's what I'm trying to do with this engagement process. It's just like be present and learn to enjoy it. Now it's been a little difficult because wedding planning is stressful, but I'm learning to just like live and accept, right? Now my fifth and final tip for relationships. And I guess final tip of the episode or lesson I learned is make yourself a priority. Your priorities matter. And especially when I was younger in unhealthy relationships, whether that was friendship or romantic or even like family, I always put everyone else's needs before my own. And you got to be your biggest advocate friends. Like no one, you are your responsibility. You are no one else's responsibility. Okay. Like it is your job to make yourself happy. No, like Stop putting everyone else's needs above your own, especially you people pleasers out there. Like, I get it. I've been there. I've been in that scenario. I understand, but it is not fucking worth it. You need to put yourself first. You need to make yourself a priority. So don't let people walk all over you. And like, again, this goes back to like the spiritual side. Listen to your intuition. If it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. Okay, just know that. So quick recap of the relationship tips. Um, some people are only meant for a season of your life. It's okay. Just accept it Two, you deserve to be someone's number one. Do not just allow yourself to be tolerated. You deserve to be celebrated three, the little things become the big things. So cherish them, recognize them, like pay a fucking attention. Uh, four, enjoy the process because you can learn a ton along the way. Enjoy the phase of life that you are in. Cause you never know how long it's going to be there. Right. And five is make yourself a priority. That's one is pretty self-explanatory. I hope this was a fun episode for you. It was kind of a lot, but I thought it'd be fun to share 30 tips and 30 lessons that I've learned over the last 30 years. So now let's see what the chakra cards say for this week's episode. Okay, y'all, we keep getting this card, which in my opinion is the universe saying, wake the fuck up. And that is the spiritual awakening card connected to the crown chakra. If you have a selenite crystal, highly recommend I also like to use clear quartz crystal for the crown chakra. But this is your sign that you are going through a spiritual awakening of sorts, whether you're in the midst of it or you're about to be. The whole planet is waking up. I believe that as a society, we are waking up. Our hearts are opening, our hearts are expanding. So just know that you are being asked to let go of anything that is keeping you back from this expansion. It is a rite of passage to go through a spiritual awakening. And just know that you're going to have a deeper sense of love, a deeper sense of wisdom. And honestly, guys, like these can be scary. Spiritual awakenings can be scary because it can kind of feel like shit is just not going your way, that things are just falling apart. But just know that this can be a great time of change and you can be restructured into a whole new version of yourself and maybe a more aligned version of yourself, right? So, take the wisdom of the universe, take the support of the universe, know that the universe has your back. And the affirmation for this is I embody my ancient wisdom and I am open to the divine spirit within. Okay. So again, you're being asked to discard old beliefs that are holding you back. So maybe take time to meditate, make time to ground, make time to spend nature and just know that you will receive these divine messages. It's going to be healing um, spiritual awakening is a really beautiful time, but it can be a very challenging time. So this is just my reminder to you to keep going. The universe has your back. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It means so much to me. Like Again, we're getting closer and closer to episode 100, which just blows my fucking mind, which also means we're getting closer and closer to our second year anniversary. And the fact that I'm in the 90s for my episodes is just crazy. And also, why wonder what I realized. This birthday episode is episode 93 and I was born in 1993. That's pretty fucking funny to me. God, the universe just like never fucking quits. Hmm. The universe never stops. So anywho, thank you guys so much for listening. I cannot wait to see you guys soon. Talk to y'all next week and do not forget to stay empowered. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you for taking the time to be a part of our Get Empowered community. Don't forget to check the show notes for the resources I shared in today's episode, and of course, to connect with me on social. You can find all of our offers and community links at empoweredwitherica.com. I always love hearing from you, so don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and tag me with your biggest takeaways from today's episode. Let me know what you loved and what you wanna hear more about, and share it with someone who you think would love it too. I cannot wait to share more with you. I'll see you next week, and don't forget to stay empowered.